Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Founders Launchpad podcast. On the Founders Launchpad podcast, we talk about everything that's involved in starting a startup for the first time, starting a UK small business for the first time. So if that applies to you or something you're interested in, then you're in the right place. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to turn your idea into something that looks like actual tangible steps and a bit of reality. So are you stuck right now? Have you got an idea for maybe an amazing product or product you're dreaming of becoming rich, but you have no idea how to move it forward and frankly you haven't the foggiest about what's next? Well, this is the episode for you. We're going to be talking about three simple and quick hacks that you can use to turn your idea into a reality. So stay tuned for that. Before we get into the detail, I just want to give you a quick update on what's going on with the Founders Launchpad product launch. So for those of you joining us for the first time, Founders Launchpad is the name of the company. And at Founders Launchpad, we help people starting their first UK business. We help them save money, save time and get it right on the first go, which is the important. And we've also got the podcast named after the business where we talk about topics that are related. So let's get into today's topic. All right. So you've had an amazing thought you're in the shower and you've been struck by genius or a dream has come to you and you have a new idea and you're eager to turn it into business but you don't know where to go from here well this is what we're going to be talking about today i've broken this down into three simple hacks that you can use to get going all of these hacks are quick and easy and what you need is a piece of paper and a pen or use your phone or use your laptop whatever you're most comfortable with. what i'm going to do is i'm going to create a hypothetical business idea so we can actually use a real example to step through this don't copy this idea because it's terrible but it just gives you the points that we're going to work with my business idea is the idea of an ergonomic chair if you're working from home the idea is that it helps you if you have a bad back but this chair is like slimline and foldable so if you've got a really small area. It doesn't take up too much room, like loads of ergonomic chairs are really bulky, so this one's gonna be really slim. And you can also pack it away so you can travel with it, so it's light. So that's my idea, and we're just gonna use this as an example as we go through. Don't, yeah, don't judge this podcast by the episode of the idea, because the idea is really, is very average. Okay, so hack number one. The first thing we wanna do is we wanna think about who is our customer. Not customers, we're talking about customer. When we're talking about identifying the customer, we wanna be as specific as possible, so we wanna start to really focus it down on one person if possible. So you might have heard of the concept of a customer avatar and that's a bit about what we want to get into today. So what does your customer, who's the person that you're selling to? If you can start to focus this on one person and sell to that person, it's going to make your product development so much stronger. It's also going to make all your copy so much stronger because you're writing to us with a specific person, specific individual in mind. That's going to make everything more impactful and more effective. This is hack one. We're going to start to flesh out the customer and there's going to be three exercises here. The first exercise is demographics. So this is very simple, right? Their sex, their age, social status. Are they married? Do they have kids? I want to start fleshing out who this is for. If you've got your idea, you take out your notes and you start to fill in these gaps. So who is it that you're aiming for? For the idea of this chair, right, it's going to be um, someone that someone that works from home, so it's not going to be a kid. If they're tr- having back issues, they're probably going to be older, so let's say 40 plus. Let's say for the sake of argument, more men suffer from back injuries, back problems than women. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just going to say it just to, for the sake of argument here. So male, over 40, work from home. If they care about this, like the size of the chair, we're going to have, say they have less space. So it's going to be people in apartments or flats. So let's say urban people, or maybe people that are on the road more. 
or need to travel to start to narrow it down on things like that so do the same exercise for your product like who is the individual that is going to be most interested that's exercise one start thinking about demographics exercise two in this first hack is we're gonna do kind of a classic marketing exercise here which is to talk about your customers fears their results their expectations and desires and we want to start thinking about this on an emotional level what are the fears that the individual may have so oh they've got a fear that they are going to develop back pain or fear that it's going to stop them from being able to work effectively results what results they're looking for they're like well they want to be effective in their work they want comfort, they want protection for themselves. These are all things that they want roles, um, expectations. Then They want convenience, they want that chair quickly, they want it to work on the first time, things like that. And desires, desires to be put out of pain, desire to stay in work and continue earning. So these are just things that are coming off the top of my head, but you'll have a bunch for your particular idea. So start going through, use these four categories, fears, results, expectations, desires, and start to flesh them out around your product. With all this stuff we're doing today, this is just a first draft. So it's just to get some pen on paper. The idea is turning an idea into reality. As you go through, and if you're serious about launching your particular business, you would iterate this a lot and build on this a lot. It's kind of circular. Once you start working with the customer, then you want the product. And then once you develop the product a bit more, you might have a then some more thoughts about your customer and it kind of goes in a cycle so you keep developing this but this is just a first start today the next exercise we're going to do in this or the final exercise in hack one is something from jim edwards traffic secrets book which i'm a really big fan of um if you're new to copywriting or marketing in general it's a really good place to start um but he's got another exercise which is a development on that fears results expectations desires exercise and in this exercise you start to look at a kind of a slightly different angle so you look at the customer's on one side, they've got their problems, they've got questions, they've got roadblocks. And on the other side is results. So how do you bridge that gap and how do you take them from a place where they've got problems, they've got questions, they've got roadblocks? These are all things like to buying your product or being interested in um, doing business with you and then take them over to results. So you start to list all the problems, the questions and roadblocks they have out and that gives you a good idea of their frame of mind. Um, and you can use that to design the product and design the copy effectively to get them to the point where they have their results. That's what they want to connect. With. So that is hack one. I'm going to leave that there. So that's your customer. Start thinking about who they are, literally, and also start who they are emotionally, like what type of thing they're interested in. One other thing with customer, start thinking about where they hang out. So both in reality and online, that's going to be really important for when you start to target them in your marketing, your sales later on. So you're going to, you're going to want to know where you find these people, um, and that's an important point to keep in mind. Right, so hack number two, developing out the product. And again, we've got a few little exercises for you to do here. The first one is from a book called Blue Ocean Strategy. I forget now who wrote this book, but it's a really good um, idea for trying to be as specific as, as possible with the product you're creating. The idea is that if you're too general, you're going to be competing with lots of other businesses. But if you can start to be specific and carve, carve out a niche for yourself or even a niche within that niche, you don't need to worry about competition because you don't have any competition competing in your own meeting your own category. Now that's not to say that you can't have ideas that aren't already being done elsewhere. There are plenty of businesses who have come in because the incumbents aren't doing a very good job. There's nothing wrong with that, but this is a good exercise to help develop your USP. So how are you unique in that regard? So on a piece of paper, write down these four levels. And you can do five or six if you want, but four should be enough for now. Write the industries, level one. Two, write your niche. Three, write sub-niche. And four, write micro-niche. And each level, we're going to go down a level. So if we take my NAF example here of this ergonomic 
back-saving chair. Industry is just going to be, it's going to be furniture. Niche is going to be chairs. Sub-niche is going to be ergonomic or orthopedic chairs. And this micro-niche is going to be like slimline, light, mobile, and packable chairs. I actually don't know how many of chairs like that there are, but I'm assuming there's way less than just general. If you type in ergonomic office chairs, it's going to be loads. But maybe ones that you can like fold up and travel with, probably a lot less. Do that for your one. Keep going down layers until you feel you're in a unique space or at least you've got a USP, so unique selling for your product. Next, think about the why of why your customer is buying. So it said there are 10 reasons why people buy, and this is also from Jim Edwards' book. The 10 reasons are to make money, to save money, to save time, avoid effort, escape mental and physical pain, get more comfort, achieve greater cleanliness or hygiene to attain better health, gain praise, feel more loved, or increase popularity or social status. So when a customer is buying, these are the emotional things sitting beneath the rational reasons why they're buying. And you want to start to tap into these. The reason you do that is it's going to make your product fit to them and speak to them on an emotional level. And it's also going to make your copy when you start writing your sales language, your adverts, etc. and your website, you're going to be talking to their emotional level, which is really important. So for this exercise, you're going to go through those 10, but I'd recommend just starting with the first five. Answer, how does your product help them in these regards. So how does your product help them make money? How does your product help them save money? How does your product help them save time? How does your product help them avoid effort? And finally, how how does your product help them avoid mental or physical pain? Ideally, start. don't just give one or two reasons for each of those. If you can flesh out 10 reasons, that's going to be really good because that's going to get the juices flowing and you're thinking broadly and thinking outside the box here about how your product can help your customer. The next exercise we're going to do is something that Russell Bronson calls the stack. Um, but basically, we're going to be building out the offer as much as possible. So I want to th- I want you to think about all the extras you could throw in for this product. Like how do you build as much value as possible for them? So if we take my example, let's say we might have offer a lifetime guarantee. Let's say we give them a free travel case. You could provide 24-hour support on any issues. You could offer free parts shit next day if anything breaks. You could offer a free call from a physio after they've set the chair up to check that it's comfortable and meeting their needs. You could do a choice of over, you know, 50 different colours or your own colour scheme. So start to think about how you can layer on, keep layering on value. That's going to really build out your product and make and start to, again, help you differentiate it from other ones on, on the market. And the final thing we want to do on this product development space is a quick search on competitors. Put your idea in Google, put your idea in Amazon, wherever, whether it's physical product or digital service, and just start to see what's coming up. Don't be disheartened if there is someone selling exactly that thing. It's not It's not the end of the game. But just get a feel for, is it completely unique or are there other competitors? Sometimes if there are some people selling that type of thing, that is positive because that does mean that there at least is demand for it. At the moment, you're not coming up with a completely unique concept that you need to educate customers about. So there's pros and cons on both sides. This will also give you an idea of rough pricing as well, which we're going to use in hack number three. So hack number three is doing a quick test of financial viability. Difference between a business and and any other organization or any other hobby is that the business needs to make a profit. So it's really important that you check right up front, is your idea going to be able to make money? So on this... On your final sheet of paper or on your phone, we're going to list out the start costs, we're going to list out the running costs, and we're going to list out the revenue. This is going to be 50% guesswork right now because you haven't done loads of research, but start to flesh it out. So for the example of this chair, we're going to say it's £1,000 
for a designer to come up with a design for the chair. And if you wanted to find that designer, you could go on a website like Artwork. Uh, start with a Google search and go from there. I'm also going to assume that for £5,000, I've found a company that will create three iterations of a prototype of the chair. That's my startup cost. For the sake of today, I've just kept it really simple. We're going to do 6000 so 1000 for design in the chair and 5000 for iterations. Okay, so that's our startup cost. Next is our running cost. You would do research on this to develop them out, but at the start, we just want some, some rough numbers. So let's say we're taking a guess that it's going to cost £300 per chair to be produced, £100 for any extras. So those are all those extra products I wanted to offer. Let's say it works out roughly £100 per chair for the extras. And I'm also going to be running equivalent um, running ads, which work out as equivalent of maybe template ad. Okay, so that is a £410 cost per unit. And let's say I'm going to sell through Amazon to keep it simple. So they've got the distribution, they've got the storage, they're all in place. They've got a store to advertise your product. So let's say I sell through Amazon and after Amazon fees, um, the revenue is 500 per chair. So 500 per chair revenue, 410 per chair costs. So profit of £90 per chair. Let's say I can sell 100 units of this chair. So we're going to be £50,000 in revenue with those 100 units and 400, sorry, 41000 in costs with those 100 units. That's going to leave you with 9000 profit per month. Let's assume we continue to sell 100 units every month. That would be £108,000 in profit. If we minus the £6,000 in startup costs, so that was the, uh, the build of the prototype of the chair, we're left with £102,000. That's £102,000 profit. Realistically, your first startup business might not break even in the first year and definitely might not make 102000 but let's take that as it is. So at the end of this exercise, we've got, we can go, yeah, actually, I think the product is um, potentially commercially viable, right? We've done some rough numbers and it looks like it's going to be making a profit with not wildly unrealistic guess. So that's what you would do for yours. So those are my three hacks. I'm going to give you a bonus hack now, which is after this, you would start to develop a bit of a plan. Write down a list of tasks that you think you would need. It's going to be things like more research on both the customer, on the product, talking with suppliers, people that build it. So if you want to take this momentum that you've already got, start turning that into to-do lists that you can follow and your business will begin from there. Cool. So those are my three hacks. I hope you found that useful. I hope now an idea of where you might start to turn your idea into reality. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to get in touch, if you've got any ideas or things you want to hear about, hit me up on Instagram. It's samgibbs underscore official on Instagram. Or go check out our website, founderslaunchpad.com. I'll speak to you next week. Cheers and goodbye.